Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie and tonight I'm joined by Jake and Paul. All right, man. All right, mate. All right. So... This is probably the the one I was been waiting to host, or uh, never thought I would actually. Sort of uh, dreaming and hoping and praying, but we survived on the last day. Survival. <laughs> Still can't believe I'm saying that. Um, I laugh every time I think about it. But me and Paul, we've done a reaction, haven't we? We've sort of give our throughout the day and relief and stuff like that. So, Jake. I know it's the other side of the world for you, mate. So, um, what was that like throughout your day? What, how did you start your day? What was it? Just nervous and all. It was it was horrible, mate. Because especially because like I was here by myself and I couldn't find a. Uh, it was dead hard to find a, a stream of it. Even like everything just kept dying. I was like, oh, today, well, freaking days. Like everything's just not going to work. But obviously, kickoff was half eleven for me. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do till half eleven? So I went out and I, I just I went shopping to get me to get tea for later on and I, don't know, I just bought a coffee and stuff and made sure there was beers in the fridge because I was like can't do this sober me if I'm gonna watch pints this I can't pints of bleach <laughs> they, they were on standby just in case yeah <laughs> but I was I, I was actually lucky I was uh, I got a free a free case of beer from someone at work the day before so I'm like sounds there's been baby for the for, for Sunday. So, and then half 11 comes and I'm just sweating. I was just sweating. I was like a cat on a hot tin roof. I was just pacing up and down. Thought my bed was still asleep. She came out about just before half time and thought I was going to have a heart attack. I think my Apple Watch kicked off and told me, like, I need to calm down. I was doing <laughs> strenuous exercise for too long. So, and then half time came and I thought, we're gone. I got the, the. I was watching. I actually had the Sky Sports stream going, and the, the news came through. Leicester had scored. I'm like, oh no way! I was like, we're gone, we're done. It's no way. And then it came through. Leicester, Leicester was two 0 because obviously my stream, my stream was a little bit delayed. And then I got the notification that everyone one 0 up. I was like, nah, that, that's a joke. And then it came on, and then it was just Abdullah Dekore just rifling that ball into the the park end net. And I almost burst into tears then. And then half an hour, half an hour left, I'm just pacing around my apartment. Two, the two cats are following me, thinking they're, all, they're about to get fed or they're getting so... They don't know what's going on. <laughs> me, I can see me bed sweating because she's like thinking, I don't want to be don't want to be here if these lose or don't win. And then a final whistle blew and I just broke down, started crying. Not you know, ashamed to admit it, started crying. I was like, because just I didn't think I didn't think we were gonna do, it. especially when that ten minutes went up. I was like, 
they're going to score you. Everton can't hold this for another 10 minutes. But yeah. we did, and I just drank for the rest of the day because it was only, it was only one o'clock. So yeah, you could yeah. celebrate lot for longer than those then. Well, if yeah. you want to call it a celebration, it's it's more relief than celebration, isn't it? That's it, that's what it was. It wasn't necessarily a celebration. It was uh, it was more relief. But then we had to go to my me in laws and I had to move some heavy stones. So <laughs> but that was delightfully informed of. But then I drank half a case of beer. So it all all in all, it turns out to be a pretty good sun, pretty good way to spend a Sunday after after half twelve. Yeah, because it, it when we got the video, didn't we, on the group of you were uh, full time? <laughs> that was full time, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. You bared ten video seconds after. The, yeah, because putting it on Instagram and stuff, I wasn't happy with it. She <laughs> must have been. She must have been because people who don't understand. I know she probably understands because she's going out with you, so she sees it through you. But people must look at up people like us and go, "Are these fucking serious? This is a game of football. Why, she, why are these so heavily like, invested?" But it's from when we're kids, isn't it? We we can't help yeah. it. I'm lucky, like she's she's probably into sports, but and like that's all pretty much all we do is just watch sports every day. But she likes she's more into like the hockey and the baseball. And it's like there's just there's no ramifications like there is relegation. Like I said to her, I said even if you go in the like the Leafs lose in the playoffs or the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs, you know they're gonna be playing major league baseball or the National Hockey League. They're gonna be playing that next season. So if we lose this game, we're not gonna be playing in the Premier League. Yeah, we're not gonna like we're not gonna be playing at the highest level. But I said so. It's it's we can't not we can't lose. And like as 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 I thought, we get uh, we're coming over in August for a wedding reception. Like our wedding reception, all my father-in-law wants to do is go to the match. So I'm happy. I get to, hopefully I get to take him to a Premier League game. Uh, he can visit. He can visit Goodison before she closes her doors. My that might actually be my last visit to Goodison too. Wow! So I think that's the beauty of English sport, and it's something you just brought up there. Because I, I remember going to America and speaking to like a waiter. I think I had my Evans shirt on, and he was saying he finds it fascinating about. I know you're not from America. You don't live in America, by the way, but like North America. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah, no, you just saying you find everyone tells you. He finds it fascinating about like relegation. Like you're not going to play in the top league anymore. Yeah, and I think that's something that we can't. For as much as we don't want to get relegated. That's the beauty of English football, isn't it? Yeah, like my like, my brother-in-law. Like, yeah, like a Swindon He's town. Look like at Luton town. Luton town, you've got to go through someone's back garden to get it into the yeah. away end. It's just amazing, you know. Where else are you going to get that? That's what someone said, didn't he? They can't wait for the VAR decisions next week when next year when someone goes into someone's living room and watches it sky on rewind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone's mad at you and washing out while you're there, walking into the away end. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> mad my brother-in-law... Kind of got into football because of Wrexham. Like he started watching that Wrexham documentary on Disney Plus or whatever it is, and like obviously they look at promotion. I had to explain to him the whole promotion and relegation system, and he started getting into Everton when he realised what was on, what was on the line. Mm-hmm. Like he was texting me, "Oh, what's the what's going on here?" It's like, "What's the the chances of you getting relegated?" Blah blah blah. It's like, "Fuck off, going. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I do enough talking about this, just." But uh, obviously, he was happy we survived because I was happy. Because I bought, he's, they're having a kid this week, so I bought them all of it and stuff. And I was like, What are you calling them, Abdullah? No, I'm saving that for my kids. <laughs> That's going to be my kid's middle name. Dukes. Yeah. But glad it's over, to be honest. Yeah. Glad definitely. it's over. 
But Paul, no, moved on as and I think probably as I don't know whether it's hit you yet, probably it me in the last couple of days, but is, is, do you remember anything that you never spoke about? Do you think you know thought, oh, I remember that, but I didn't speak about that? Because there's one thing I remember happening in the match and I thought, this is everything this. Is is you showing that you remember and you think, oh yeah. I was I was thinking back today, my brother my brother Johnny sits in the same row as me in the match and when we scored him and we're looking at him and he, he looked like he was about to faint. He must he stood up too quick and all the blood rushed to his head and he had to like be held <laughs> up by the fella next to him and he gave us a lift home as well after and he had to stop at the side of the road and get himself together. He went to, he said, I can't drive home here, he was shaking. So we had to wait for about two minutes while he got himself together. Like so it just shows you what Everton do to you. But I don't know about you, but this I am absolutely knackered this week. I am done yeah. in. I am shattered. And I mean like physically drink me back, my ass, my legs, everything, my feet, everything's just killing. It feels like loads of tension's just getting released. It's like I've been to- like wound up all for like ten months. And this week I'm, it's just like it's coming out in sleep this week. I can't I can't get out of bed. Basically I'm just sleeping all the time. <laughs> I think that, that it it does drain you, mate, isn't it? You, yeah, yeah. you're drained, you're yeah. physically drained, so I'm mentally drained. Yeah. It's um, the thing I remember I was speaking about and Remember when Calvin Newman scored against Palace and there's that like famous picture where it's like sunny behind yeah, the Gladys State in the, the sun. Yeah. The church, yeah. I remember church, yeah. 10 minutes ago, I don't know whether you remember Paul as well, this big grey cloud coming over Goodison. And I just thought, I remember seeing it and thinking, nah, what's happening? Because you're just <laughs> taking everything into consideration at that point, aren't you? You're thinking of all sorts. I don't know, where I sit in the, in the paddock, I just get roasted alive. Don't I've come sitting, over that way. Yeah, yeah, I've been sitting there for years and I always say I'm going to buy a car or I'm going to take my sunglasses and I never do. I'm just sitting there with like, my hand over my eyes all the time. I'll have to, I will definitely have to buy a cap or that one that can fit my head anyway and uh, some sunglasses or something. But yeah, no, I do remember it being quite cloudy after the after the game. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's all I was just thinking. Um, but, Jake, we were saying before that we seen the video of you and you at the end, it's what was the initial feeling? That's it's obviously a celebration. We've won the game, we've stayed in the Premier League, but what is it after that? Is it relief throughout the day? Are you, you know, are you still celebrating, or is it just like what's got what? Are you, are you angry, angry at the club? Yeah. I think it was it was more relief than anything. I was like, because as I, as I said, I thought that time we were gone. I genuinely just we a lot like was it. Especially after was it just a gay ran through on goal and the keeper made that world of a save and I was just like, oh, there's there's going to be another goalie who just has another worldie against Everton, yeah, and we we can't have that today. And I was just like, it it I think it was just it was I can't even say it was elation because obviously I was happy we stayed up, but it was I think it was definitely more relief that we stayed up because I think I don't even want to think about the the ramifications of us actually going down because I think it would have been the end of Everton Football Club personally. But I was I, I yeah, I was angry that we, we were again in this situation after prom, after saying last last year never again and we we were giving false promises again saying that we wouldn't be in that position that the money was coming in January that there was a striker coming where if we needed a striker we'd go and get one. And I, I was just like 
I mean, I, I, my, uh, my stream died like two minutes after the game, so I, I couldn't watch the. Uh, I saw the few people running on the, on the pitch. Didn't agree with it. Thought everyone should have stayed in the seats and directed their anger to, at the board. To be perfectly honest, because there was nothing really to celebrate. There was there. It's no. not a. It's not a time for celebrate. It's a time for relief, and it's a time for. For breathe, for like a big deep breath to say we got out of that one, didn't we? But we shouldn't, like, we shouldn't be celebrating that. And I think I can't, I can't even really say I was angry. I was more disappointed that it's got to that again after yeah. after last season. It's, I just it's, remember something, Jamie. I do, oh. I do actually remember something now. I didn't go downstairs at half time because I hadn't had to drink, so I didn't need a wee, yeah. obviously, because I hadn't been drinking. And I was just sitting in my seat on me, just quiet reflection, thinking, what am, what am I going to do if we get relegated? I was thinking to myself, I've been saying it all the time that we're getting relegated, but seriously, what are we going to do if we get relegated? I just couldn't, it just wouldn't compute in my mind that Everton are not going to be in the Premier League anymore. Because I didn't think we were going to score. I thought we could just play all night. We'd never score a goal. So yeah. I was thinking... This is really happening now because in my mind I was thinking we need to come out and batter these and get 2 0 up the first 20 minutes or something. It never happened. And I thought, oh God, everything's going against us here. But I just couldn't, my brain couldn't take it in that we might not be a Premier League team anymore. And it's frightening that. So if we are in a relegation battle again, I think, I, let's, God, please, I hope we're not. But I think we have to start mentally preparing for that league below because I don't think any of us have. No. I think we say we have, but. There's always that little thing in your back of your mind. There's the hope, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you always have... It, we always come off the ground. Listen, we come away against Newcastle, that game, and Southampton. There's many games like it. And we all go, oh, we're down, we're down, with this, that, and the other. But when you sort of sit down by yourself, you think, ah, you know what, we've got a chance here. Or someone will convince you. Someone will come along and go, yeah, but if we beat them and we draw with them and get that point, and then you convince yourself and... Yeah, you're right, mate. You know what I mean? You've got to get you've literally got to prepare yourself if it happens again, but it can't happen again. No. No. But Jake, I just wanted to touch and get your opinion. Well, not your opinion or something, but something that obviously me and Paul were in the ground, but you being the other side of the world, it's quite difficult for you to do that. Um but what was the atmosphere like through whatever you were watching them on? Because for me, it was just it's something I've been witnessing for Argentina. It's which is two different ends of the scale, funny enough. But yeah. with the commentators saying anything, what was you know? Well, I I, I had the English commentators. So what is it? Is a Clive? No, is it Clive Tilsley and Gary Neville? No, it was, uh, no, it, it was it was that I don't know. It was it wasn't. Um, it was Gary Neville and someone else. Yeah, Gary yeah. Gary Neville was on there, and, and even he was saying like. This is the loudest stadium he's ever heard, and he's played in Champions League finals. He's played in World Cups for England and things like that. And he said it's the loudest of it. And at one point, I swear, when the goal went in, because I had, uh, I was just, I was watching it. I had it low because me, me, uh, me baby was still asleep, and I just hadn't, t- I hadn't turned it up because I was superstitious. That like, I can't turn it up. If I turn it up, we're gonna, we're gonna lose. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had, the, I actually had the, te- the telly on eighty because I was like. Can't have it on seventy eight because I blood foot speakers. But I swear that I had it on eighteen. <laughs> and then 
the minute, the minute that ball went in, I just turned it up. And even my baby was like, Jesus, I've never heard the stadium this loud. And like, we, she's been to Blue Jays playoffs game where there's like 40, 50,000 people there and people lying in the streets and stuff. And she said, there's just nothing she's ever, she's ever experienced like that. And yeah, like, I was getting, like, I was getting vid- uh, videos and pictures throughout the day from my cousin. He was, he was outside the break and I, it was just like, he's, he was just texting me and saying, this is nuts. Like, he's never seen anything like this. And I, 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 as you said, I said to him, I said, was it better than, well, was it better than Fiorentina? And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's the best, the best atmosphere I've ever, I've ever heard in my life. Definitely the loudest I've ever heard in my life. Like, definitely the loudest I've ever heard Goodson. Was yeah, it louder same, than yeah. Palace last year? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Definitely. Do you it, think that's because, because it was the last game, or do you think it was just people thought it was the only way we were getting them over the line? Uh, I just don't know. I just think the pressure of it only being 1 0. And we knew yeah. our goal for them we're finished, basically. Done, yeah. We're finished. Yeah. So you just, just scream and shout until it's over, basically. But it's 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 the threat of relegation. It's death as a football club, isn't it? It's just yeah. like a like um a caged animal will fight. And that that's all you gotta do. It's fight or flight, you either run away from it or you stand up to yeah. it and face it. So yeah. that, that's that's all it is really, in my opinion. I think before the even before the game though, I know people go on about the goal going in and the whistle, but for me, you know, they always play spirit of the blues, don't they, before the 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 siren comes on. And that spirit of the blues, that one, that just went straight into your bones, that. Yeah. That like nobody goes Everton, that that was just like I even said that was on as well after the That was on, yeah. But I even said to me, I felt that like that just went straight into your chest. You no, know, it a noise just goes through you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I love about that song? Sorry, the rest of the Premier League hate it, don't he? The woo. They hate that. The woo. They hate the woo. Yeah, they hate it. I love it because it's like the Beatles. It's, it? it's <laughs> like they hate it, don't he? I've yeah. seen like rival fans and they're saying that stupid fucking song. So we just keep it up, just keep it going. If it annoys them, gotta keep it yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. I want the woo to be what to be yeah. louder. The brilliant. I I love them, me like I do love the blues. Yeah, and I love and I and I love the blues. Just thought that that there. Oh, it's and you don't know it. Yeah, so yeah. But um, just with Paul saying there that listen, fight or flight, and I've got to give it to them. They fought. Yeah. The there was some outstanding players on the pitch. You can pick any of them really, but I think we'll just highlight a couple. Me and Paul went over him, but I think he deserves another mention. Me, to be honest, a dressy guy. I told from minute one to minute hundred and one, he just never stopped running. I was not. He wasn't going to go down himself, was he? He wasn't going to be the one that let us that let us go down. He was like he was going to do his part, do whatever he could to keep us up. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that comes through the team as well. If you yeah. look at you know, if you turn around and you've got how old is he? Thirty one. You know. Something like that. If if he's running around the pitch throwing slide tackles in and barging players off the play, off the ball, I think that goes through to the likes of Anana and the core. Yeah. I think they start running with him then, even though they haven't got nothing left. They, they see that and go, I've, I've got to keep going, I've got to keep going. And I know Paul's a massive fan of him, so so fine. He's took a lot of criticism, not a lot of criticism, but he's took a bit of criticism this year. And 
rightly so in parts. You know, we made the mistake against Brighton and Arsenal and stuff like that. So, you know, he's, he's not without criticism, but... 33 years, by the way. 33. Oh, there you go. Running around like he was 23. Yeah. But um, what did you think of him? I still, to be honest, I still don't know who got man of the match. I couldn't pick. Corey got officially the official man of the match. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more because he scored, though, didn't he? Like in one nil games, it's always the goal scorer gets it. But it was just, I, it was very much like obviously without the scoreline, like Brighton. I just, me personally, I was like, if someone put a gun to me head and said pick a man of the match, I don't think I could. Genuinely, don't think I could pick a man of the match. Like I thought. I even thought of Wobie had a good game at right wing back. I thought I thought Tarkowski was phenomenal. I thought Tarkowski had one of the best the best games he's played in an Everton shirt. Yeah. Especially when he had uh who was it that fucking Solanke the ex carpite fucking squared up to Pickford and he yeah. just ran into him and was like, nah, not today, mate. I thought Pickford had a good game. Connor Cody, I forgot he was on the pitch, which for a defender is what you want. But what did yeah, you think of? Best. Well, we'll come on to them too. But what did you think of James Garner just slotting in in that sort yeah, of right back position? He, he was the right wing back, wasn't he? He was amazing. Oh, was I? Sorry, I thought it was. I thought yeah. it was a Wobie, but I thought it was. I thought, like again, never stopped running. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he was ever beaten for pace or the ball, like a ball knocked over the top that someone ran onto that he didn't track back on or anything like that. I just thought. It looked like he was a fully, fully fledged Premier League footballer, which what we I think we've all been waiting to see because he obviously we signed him from United and he came in with all applauds of after the season he had at Forest last season, and I think I think that was his best game for Everton. I think, and I don't think I think he's in a starting place next season personally. Yeah. Obviously, there'll be there'll be changes and things have to change, but. Yeah, thought he, thought he was thought he was brilliant. I thought, every, I thought they were all brilliant, to be honest. I think if you thought looked at that, that James Garner and thought, and no one, if you if you're just watching the match, say you were, a, I don't know, a neutral, you wouldn't. And so he's an actual centre, he's a centre mid. Him, you'd be, you'd be a bit like, is he? he yeah. Just slotted in at right back, and it was just so cool. He was no. You can tell he's come through that United youth system that he's been trained like coached properly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when we signed him, there was a lot of United fans I'd work with, a couple as well, saying that they can't believe they've let him go. That's why United oh, have put a buyback. United have put a buyback clause in, in as well. Well, I've did know that. Yeah, so they, so they know, know there's a they know there's a player there, so they've they're edging a the bet saying, well, if he does come go, we can we can get him for an agreed price. So when he's on the ball as well, it looks. It's always been there, like potential's always been there with him. Like he's a good player. Yeah. I thought I was just thinking that, like, when he runs, when he's got the ball, it's like he's floating. And almost you like you almost don't see his feet move. I think that's how that's how quick quick his feet are, and I think I think he's something Everton have been missing for a little while now, like a ball playing mid a ball playing midfielder, not necessarily a box to box midfielder, but not to, not obviously not to compare it more like that that like PLO role where he don't really he don't really move, but everything goes through them. Kind of player, yeah. Everton haven't had that forever for years. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah. But he, he, he I thought he I thought he was brilliant, but listen, we we come away with a clean sheet and you've got to give it to the three centre halves. As well as like McNeil, like McNeil just went about his business, I think though, didn't he? 
Um, he just went about and done what he normally does. But the the, the fellow that they want to come on to was unfortunate. Well, there's actually two now, but we'll get on to one of them in a minute. Is Yeri Mina. That was his last game in an Everton shirt, unfortunately. Um, he's been outstanding since he's come in. I don't think he's been quite as appreciated as we really should have. I think he will get appreciated in when we when we miss him next season. We all be thinking, "Oh my God, how did we let him just leave?" But how big is he since he's come in, Jake? How, how big has that? How big has that been? I think if Yerry Mina doesn't play, we're not in the league anymore. I think we like, we also are. I obviously Sean Dyche is a big Michael Keane fan, whether whether we are or not. And obviously he was going to come in at some point, but I think he was in two, three games too long, in my opinion. And obviously, it wasn't even like Yeri Mina wasn't fit. He was on the bench. So for, for me, a player of that calibre, if he's fit, should always be starting. And I think maybe, maybe it was shrewd by Dyson. He's kept him. He knew exactly when he was going to bring him in. He knew when he'd need a big mobile centre-half. Maybe a little bit of a shit house to get in people's faces, things like that, to, to keep us in the league. But we'll never know that. But he's going to be mad. He's going to be massive, massively missed next season. He's he's not the type of player that's easy to replace. No, because he's he's got he's got he's got all the all the attributes. He's he's tall. He's quick. He's athletic. The only thing wrong with him is is his legs are made out of rice paper. Yeah, because if I, if I can say something on me, I I think it's. I've had time to think about it. I think it's 100% the right decision to let him go. I think we're all we're all guilty of remembering the good times and remembering yeah. his, his last good game. He's been at Everton for five years. He hasn't played 100 games. It's not enough. He's just sitting on the sidelines too much. Being a, and we all love Yerry Mina. But he's, more, he's been more of a cheerleader than he has a centre-back. And he's been brilliant when he's played for Everton. Absolutely brilliant, but... You can count on one hand how many times he's played this season, literally. I think he's played about five times. And I just think we need to move past this sentiment stuff. And I'm the same. I'm guilty of it as well. And just, I think it's, go out like that. Remember him fondly. Yeah. Even Fabian Delft, absolute waste of space. But remember, I remember him for keeping us up last season. He helped. So, I think he, I, I remember him better than Fabian Delft, by the way. But I think it is the right decision to let him go. Personally, he's on he's on to, his wages were too high for the for the role that he plays. Like if he was playing every week, maybe you could justify it. But as you say, when you can guarantee him, twenty games a season out of him, you keep him, but you yeah, can't. You can't. No, definitely getting that. Can't even guarantee twenty minutes out of him sometimes. No. So we can, we I I mean obviously we'll all miss him. As as I say, he's he's not the type of player that's easy to replace. But the position we're in, we can't stand on sentiment. We can't keep players just because we like them. Well, unfortunately. Well, Paul, I was going to ask you about the getting me anything, but you read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's old Jedi mind, old Jedi mind, yeah, young Jedi. <laughs> but there's a fel- listen. Getting me is gone. Nothing we can do about it, you know. But the fact that we could have done something about it was kind of Cody. Now we sit here. All three of us would probably say that with the sign Connor Cody, the club have now chosen against to make it a permanent deal from Wolves for I think it's four point five million pound. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll come to you first. When we did the pod, it was a question mark 
will we get it done? Will we get it done? The next morning, we were told it's not. I personally, I cheat my ass a little bit, but I'll just get your initial thoughts of it when that news broke. Yeah, I'm not absolutely devastated by it, but it, it doesn't make sense to me. I think we should have signed him purely for his leadership qualities and just to, to beef up the squad as well. And why you've got absolute crabs like Mason Allgate and Michael Keane still there. And they've still got a couple of years left on the contracts, I think. So we're stuck with them. No one's going to buy them, are they? I just think, it. to me, it says that we haven't got any money or we've got a limited amount of money and we can't afford to... If we can't afford four and a half million for him, that means that all of the budget's got to go on attacking options. That's what I think anyway. Yeah, but I'm, I, I, I would have signed him, me, but I'm not absolutely... I've seen that people's heads fall. My head's not falling off over it. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, I think... But the thing is, though, Paul was saying, you know, if you're Sean Dice and you're looking... You've lost two big centre-halves there, haven't you, really? I know you're, we've just yeah, been yeah. saying about Yeri Mina not playing as many games as we'd like, but... He's still a big centre half. He's still a big character around the club as well. He's got quality, yeah. um, and then you've got Conor Cody's leadership and stuff like that. That I think you're leaving a massive hole there. Me personally, well, if Everton were a properly run club, you'd you'd, you'd look at it on the flip side and say we've got Jared Brantwick coming back here again, in, and we've got that Reese Welch who's very highly thought of. He can come in, but Everton don't work like that, do they? So you could probably see Brantwick getting sold as well. So, but I don't know. It's just. Why you got, as I say, Mason Allgate and Michael Keane, they're not Premier League footballers, in my opinion. And you're letting yeah. someone like Conor Cody go, who's just shown his worth there in that last game. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just think it's a money it's a money issue, me personally. Yeah. Because I think Conor Cody had the sign the deal. But, gee, I'll just get your thoughts on it, mate. Um, you know, first of all, would you have signed Conor Cody? You know, if Everton come to you and said, right, gee, yes or no? I just signed him. I think uh, Paul's at the, at the nail on the head. We need squad players. He said it before. We need squad players. We need someone who's going to come in and be dependable if someone does get injured or we need to change up a system a little bit or maybe even come off the bench to defend what few leads we might have in in the the, in the next the next year or so. But yeah, I'm not heartbroken over it. I mean, it is what it is. I think that's football, isn't it? Can't sign everyone, but he, I think he'll be missed. I think the problem is, I think Sean Dyche has got a system in mind that he wants to play. I think he does want to play that four at the back, and I, I, I don't think Conor Cody fits into his profile of the kind of defender that he wants. But as it stands, the realistic scenario for next season is Everton starting centre back to James Tarkowski, who I'm not upset about, and Michael Dean, who I am upset about. Yeah, I just think I I don't know with me for Cody. I think Paul, I messaged you didn't I and just said I'm fuming because I was. Um, I just think it's a massive mistake. In my, I honestly do. I think we'll get to January and think how have we let him go because you ever. It's the first mistake of the summer already. They've made. They've already made one, and that's like yeah. three days after the season. Ended. I know. I know. Already done one. I know. Well, that's the thing I was thinking. They've obviously put that in place for four point five million. We can sign him, blah blah blah. Why haven't you figured it? Because for me, it's not like that Ruben Vanagre who we never seen, and you know, 
people go, obviously, you didn't even forgot he was even playing for us. He got injured and all that type of stuff. Connor Cody was for me, Connor Cody, even the start of the season under Frank Lampard, we looked solid. We looked yeah. solid, and we then and then we come away from that, obviously, because um, I think the the confidence just got knocked out of the club again. Um, but then when Dice come back in, he put Keane in, and we went to bits, and then he brought Yeri Mina and Connor Cody, and we went solid again. And I just think, how, how are you letting the two play? How are you literally picking Mason Holgate and Connor Co- and Michael Keane over Connor Cody and Yeri Mina? So it's got to be financial. Got Godfrey as well, haven't he? Yeah. 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 So do you look at it? I mean, it could be something that we don't know. They might have had a, a discussion. He's just not for Sean Dyke, you know what I mean? Possibly, mate, yeah. I mean, he, he wasn't playing for a long time. We don't know what that was about, do we? We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. They might not like each other. It could be something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't know. But I, like, didn't Cody play the first couple of games? And the yeah, Sean he got dropped uh, after the derby, didn't he? Was it after the derby, was it? Yeah. Well, yeah it was Michael Keane come back in, didn't he? Or after Villa. After, um, yeah, I think it was after Villa. He got dropped. Yeah. But, um, listen, I think we can sort of put it down to... This is It's going to be a massive summer, this. It is. Because now the off-the-field sort of thing... on Sorry, on-the-field has stopped. We were safe. We did it again. Um, I think over the last couple of weeks, the protests have stopped as well. I think they've cooled down. I think they do it in the background, but I think everyone, obviously, as we said last time, we said, oh, let's focus on the lads. Let's get the lads over the line. When that final whistle went, listen, people were on the pitch, that's fine. You know, it's not fine, but they did. But there was a massive chance for Sack the Board and the banners come out, by the way, which I don't think that's had enough sort of media coverage. There was actually banners in the, in the Gladys Street. So, Jake, I'll, I'll come to you. It, it, it has got to change, hasn't it? it it's got to change. We, we've got we've got this summer to change it, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think listen, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results. It hasn't worked, has it? Like we need whether that's Farah Bashiri selling his club, which selling the club, which obviously there's there's rumours that that he's about to see majority ownership or getting rid of Ken Rong or the barrel. I think so, someone's head's got a roll, hasn't it? It's like something yeah. we're rot- we're rotten from the top, and it's one of them. I think if you cut the head off the snake, the 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 body dies, done it. So I think it all it all starts with Machidi, and I think if if he can take a if he if the rumors are true and he he does see his uh his majority ownership to MSP or whoever it is is coming in, and we can get a new outlook, I think the it'll be a different Goodison next year. But if you keep if you keep the same regime, same regime of failure that's been going on for far too long, then we're just going to be in the same situation again. And me personally, I don't, I, and you lads probably feel the same. But most Evertonians probably, I haven't got another relegation battle in me. I haven't got another one in me. No. So if we don't change, it's going to be the same situation. I don't think the club have got a another relegation battle in them. I'll be honest. I think. Honestly, mate, 
it's drained this football club. Yeah. What's happened over the last twelve months? I know last season everyone was like, "Oh, you've been in it before and stuff like that." But last season was a bit of a shock—not a shock, but when we went from eleventh under Carlo Ancelotti and then we sort of just nosedived. This season it was just a drain because there was just so much anger and so much um, yeah. the, the protests and all stuff like that. But Paul, me and uh, me and you were going to go to the Lava Birds tomorrow. We're going to do the the protest, aren't we? Yeah, well, um, definitely. But got to practice what you preach, haven't you, mate? Can't you um, have? Yeah, we can't moan on here and then not take part in something like that. And it's something that I want to do as well. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but I'll just I'll just want to ask you one question actually that I thought of today and where. Um, who would you like to see go first? I think we'd all like to see Ken Wright go with me because that's a sign that things are actually changing. He's like yeah. the main one. So yeah. if he was to walk, then you're like, oh, yeah, he's serious. And I think it is going to happen. I think that MSP, there's, there's too many different people saying the same thing for it not to be true. But in true Everton style, Everton will probably fucking balls it up at the last minute. But <laughs> they said look really good. I think they've got something to do with McLaren as well, So, which is not oh. bad. So you see McLaren, McLaren's a name, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I think in the next few weeks we see movement and for them to buy his majority says that they're really serious about it. If you believe all the stories from Paul Esk and all that, yeah. then it, it does seem like these are serious about it. Like so only time will tell. But they've got to go. I mean it's just they could stop all these protests now. Just just say listen, even if you just come on say listen, we're not going yet now, but we are going. Yeah. Before yeah. the season starts you'd say, okay then. Sounds we'll hold you to that. I don't want to be getting up early on a Saturday morning going down the library buildings. None of us no, do. I was meant to have a break from everything. I'm only messing. No, we have to, don't we? Because there doesn't seem to be any movement at the moment. you got got Denise Barabaxon coming out, thanking everyone for all that. What hard work? We nearly went down. There's one kick of a ball we stayed up. What hard work was that? Literally. It's just that She's talking about the backroom staff as well, there, by the way, all the people behind the scenes. And listen, there's probably a lot of good people who work for Everton. I'm not saying there's not, but... Don't bask in that. It's nothing to be proud of. It's ridiculous. It's that good times. Putting his head out again, isn't it? Good times, Bill. Good times, Bill. Mr. Chairman, Bill. But anyway, I'm listen. surprised he hasn't come out and said anything after the after we stayed up and tried to to claim that it was all it was his plan all along to keep us in the Premier League, and he never had any shadow of a doubt we were going to stay up. Because he like was wearing his boots. Yeah. Hmm. He blessed the court. He gave after the court a magic kiss on the forehead or something. Mm. I think he's had a good speaking to. To be honest, you would have to that pissed up letter that he put out. If someone said yeah. to him, "Don't don't let Bill anywhere near this uh, media team now. Locked him out. He's forgot the code to get in the door and everything." So <laughs> that's what I think. Anyway, change the keep email him, password. Yeah, keep, keep him away from there. Change the phone number and everything. Block block them on WhatsApp. <laughs> just uh, just stay away, Bill. Yeah, stay away. But um. No, do and, and hopefully they will. Hopefully we'll stay away and we'll get a change and we'll get harmony before the season starts. Um hopefully we can do it now so we don't have to get up early in the morning. Yeah, we do wake up right to right now. <laughs> yeah, wake up to Bill go and then just go back to bed. Yeah. But we won't stop. This is what we're this is what we're trying to say. Basically, listen, we've just been through the worst time. I can remember as an Evertonian. Don't know about you too. Paul, you'll probably say the same. JQ will probably say the same. And we've said it. 
since that final whistle went, we all went, I'm having a break, I'm having a break. And it's hard to switch off from Everton because it's something yeah. that we love. Is, but yeah. we we won't stop. You've literally just dragged us through the mud. We're all mentally and physically drained, every single Evertonian, anyone listening to this. But they're still going. They're still going to go at you and they're still going to try and punch their way through this board. Um, it's it's a busy summer, mate, as well, just Everton-wise. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of work to be done. You listen to Sean Dyche, he knows this. He, he probably can't have a holiday because, as it stands at the moment, we're, if it, right now we're one of the favourites to go down next season. We have to be because the squad is not up to it. We've got no quality. So uh, everything needs ripping up. We've got this FFP thing hanging over us, so we don't know if we've got any money. So true. really, there is no break from Everton. When we say we're going to take a break, what we mean is we're not going to come on here and talk about fucking some knobhead from Belgium linked to it, from the Belgium yeah. third division. That's what we mean. We're not <laughs> going to talk about nothing like that. But there is no switching off in this football club. It's, no. You're in it for life and that's it. No, I think it's just a switch, it's a switch off from stress, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Listen, it's Friday night now. We're just uh, we're talking on Friday night, Saturday morning. And I instantly keep thinking to myself, who do we play tomorrow? What have I got to be worried about? And it's a nice, I've got to be honest, it's quite a nice release to think, well, I don't have to. Yeah. You it's know, like I've the first World Cup again. I've been thinking, I can't wait for this. I have enjoyed, I, for 10 months, yeah. I haven't enjoyed any football. I've been like, just, oh God, hate it, hate the game because of Everton. But Everton is safe now, I went out the way and I can, I can enjoy that Man City, my new game tomorrow now. Just watch it yeah, as like a neutral that. and just, just watch it. And the Champions League finals the week after, isn't it? Yeah, and the Europa, yeah. the Conference League with West Ham. Yeah, yeah, so the stress is over as far as that concerned, but no one at Everton needs to be taking a holiday. There's too much work that needs to be done. Yeah. Don't deserve a holiday. No? Don't deserve it. Like, none of them deserve to be off sunning themselves on a beach, what have they done? Or the players will, don't get me wrong, but I think Sean Dice is going to put absolutely everything he can into doing this Everton job properly. And we could be sitting here at Christmas and we're looking for another manager, by the way. I know that. But we can only talk about the here and the now and the stuff that we're hearing now. And it all sounds positive. And he'll know that there's that much that needs gutting out in this club, player-wise, recruitment-wise, that he, he can't rest. He's got, they've got to get it done now. It wouldn't surprise me if he's actually already on the phone to players, like seeing if he can get them to come to Everton. Chris Wood, Stephen Defoe, <laughs> Josh Brownell. Josh Brownell. Rodriguez. Get them in. Who's that, Rodriguez that'll be? Meat. <laughs> I'll run, I'll I'll go to the lava bed. Um, we're linked with players already, aren't we? We're linked with that John Matata, that John Philippe Matata yeah. from. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are pulling. Yeah. I've already seen players like linked to Everton, and all. He's not good enough. Listen, fucking Everton is shite. Honest to God, get get your fucking head out your own ass. That Everton are this great team. We're Everton football club, and we're massive. We know we are, but. Sean Dice at the nail on the head. On the pitch, we are not a big club. We just need better players that are committed and want to play for Everton right now. Give me a yeah. few seasons of finishing 13th, 14th, I'll take it. 100%. Yeah. I will take it where we're not in a relegation battle with six weeks to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just Born on mid-table football sounds delightful right now. You've got it. There's levels to it. We've got it. We're not going to get the top-tier player. So it's the next level player who are better than what we've got. And that's not hard, by the way. No, because they're probably the most attractive. The I mean, lack, I don't the, mean the, yeah. The lack of quality in this squad is just like that's why people like Salaronana. He's twenty-one. He's twenty-one. playing in a struggling team. Give him a chance. That's what's wrong with us all. You just go. He shite him. Get rid of him. 
for a team that have struggled from day one, by the way. From day one, we've struggled. And he's been asked to play in that team. Give first year in the Prem as well. Yeah. Going on a bit of a rant, but fuck it. Isn't this his season. first full season in like top-level football? Yeah. He's come out he was... today, hasn't he, saying he wants to stay? I've seen fans all that. Fuck him off, he's not good enough. He's 21. He's 21. Play a bit no quality around him. It's just... Our players, our players who, who were saying, do you want to stay? We don't want that no more, do we? That's not what we want. No, did, no, apparently no. But did mm. you see that Anana in the tunnel access video? Yeah, he looked drained, didn't he? He looked, like he, he looked like us. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, but he did. He looked like us. He was on his face to wherever, and he just broke down, I thought. That's, that's not acting. People go, oh, he's a cheerleader. I'm telling you now. That kid is invested in Everton Football Club, and if he leaves for seventeen million, sound. That means he's doing well for us, and we got good money for him. But don't write him off. people saying if we sell him, he'll be great for someone else. We'll let him go and be great for someone else. Well, no. Well, let's keep him and get better players around him. Yeah, let him be great for him. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something. Listen, that's something that we will worry about in the summer if all that type of stuff happens, and you know, if we get. It all starts. The ball starts rolling, and any out outgoings and incomings and stuff like that. And we'll come on if anything big happens. We will. Yeah, yeah. We will get part Listen, of if, if, if we sign anyone, we'll just we'll do we'll get on. Even yeah. if it's Carlo, even if it's Carlo Nash from Boring Woods or something, we'll uh, we'll get on to speak about him. What a player he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but JP, before you said that last year, it's only next year in August. We'll. Possibly be your last Everton game, which I could listen, sorry, which is fan, fan I'm, mad. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not quitting the club. No, just... I met his in the last, sorry, at uh, at Goodison. So obviously, there was a massive release to make sure that she's got Premier League football as yeah. her last ever sort of season because I'm sorry, but that was massively on my mind, yeah, not too. To say, oh, we've got to stay in the Premier League finance and all that type of stuff. But for the sentiment of having Goodison Park in the Championship for the last time, it never leave you that. I remember watching no. a documentary at Boca Juniors and River Plate, and I think it was River Plate got relegated or something, and it never leaves them. They'll never live it down. And I just thought, that'll be us. If we start Bromley Mordock, if we open Bromley Mordock to Ipswich Town and finish Goodison to Rotherham, we can win. We could go and win two Premier Leagues, but we'll never live that down. No. Well, that's what I mean. The grand opening of that stadium and where it would be in the Championship, it's just like a bad smell hanging over you, wouldn't it? Oh, it should be horrible. It's like, oh, God. That stadium, they cut the ribbon and who's the first team here? Plymouth. Uh, no <laughs> no offence to Plymouth, like, but it's just like, just, just, just not nice, is it? You're like this, this brand new, brand spanking new stadium and they're not even in the Premier League. It's a Premier League stadium. It even looks like a Premier League stadium now. Yeah. And it's not even... It does, complete. it looks boss. I can't wait. Yeah. I can actually enjoy it now. But um, it's something that I was just... I, I'm quite proud of, to be honest. Now when I think about it. 70 years in the top flight. You not, many the teams can, not many of the teams can blame yeah. that, can they? No, Arsenal Arsenal the only team. And I've, I've seen a few Arsenal fans chunk and cheek like say they want to go down so they had that record. Which is fine. You know, listen, I don't want Arsenal to go down type of thing, but um, that's some going that, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah, definitely. We're the, we're, and I think we're the only founder, we might be the only founder member who's never been relegated. 
yeah, Arsenal and I found a member, aren't we? Yeah, so we must be, yeah. yeah. We will be, yeah. Or something like that. I know we have been relegated in the 50s, by the way, but we're there now. We're still there, do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're all 70 years. Yeah. I, I think, what not it, the lot, we've never been below the second second tier of English football, something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, a founder member. Crazy. Which is, which is mad when you think about it, what, 130-something, 140-something years. And we've, we've the lowest we've ever been is like what would now be the the championship. The championship, yeah, yeah. The division two at the time. I mean, even the likes of Villa have been on like all the way down. Do you know what I mean? And they come all the way yeah. back up. Yeah, Leeds so. went to, to League One, didn't he? Remember Leeds yeah. in League One? Yeah. Um, you got like Sheffield Wednesday and other founding members and stuff like that. They've gone. Well, Notts so. County, what well, Notts County? Yeah. Many. They don't exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that could have been us. <laughs> yeah. It could have quite easily been us that listen. No no word of a light, it genuinely could have been us. I'm not even messing with us, mate, if we, not, if we don't fucking sort ourselves out. Well, that's what I was just gonna come on to, Paul. How do we stop this happening again? Gee, I will come to you because me and Paul have we've spoke about this. How do we stop it happening again? Just give me I know it's gonna take a lot more than that. But give me the five big things, your top five things to, to, to you. Jake, here's the keys to go to some park, to Finch Farm. What do we need changing? First three, first three off the bat are three board members, aren't they? But we'll take, the, we'll take them as one. I think change needs to come from the top. Change yeah. needs to happen at the top. Yeah. I think we need a proper plan. I think we need someone to come in and say, listen, it's... Need someone to come in and say, "Listen, we're not going to go and challenge for the league next season. We're not going to go and we're not going to be able to challenge for Europe. But give give me this, 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 and this, and in three years, four years, we will be back to where we belong." Yeah. I think we need some stability. I think Sean Dice needs to get. I think he might need a full season, whether. That's boring. We we and we finished fourteenth, but we 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 play boring football. We win, we win seven, we win eleven games. We win ten of them one nil. I'll take you. Hundred percent. I think we we need investment both at boardroom level and definitely on the pitch. And I I, I think we need some calm. As as mad as it sounds, like it's it's just it's been too hectic the last couple of seasons. I just I just wanted a season where I can just sit and enjoy football, sit and enjoy watching Everton. I yeah. think that's the fans need that more than the actual team, more than anything. But we they would they would be the, the five things I'd change. Yeah. Sound well, yeah, you are spot on, mate. Really, you are you spot on what you're saying. I think everyone would sort of agree with that, Paul. You got. Maybe another point that you think that you change no, or yeah, the, the things that need change on the, the club obviously new board. We need a proper strategic plan moving forward about what type of club we want to be moving forward. An identity, yeah. Yeah, we need on the pitch. We need to make Goodison a fortress. It's not a fortress anymore. It's great on days like Sunday, fantastic. We lost ten home games. It's unacceptable. So on the pitch, Goodison needs to be where we get all our points, all our all our wins, basically. It's got to yeah. stop being a free hit for these because teams are enjoying coming here now. It's going to leave a bad taste in the mouth if we have a season like that again. 
really good some with 10 defeats on our back. So that needs to change. And I think Deitch probably recognised that needs to change. Better recruitment. The recruitment over the years has crippled this club. It's absolutely crippled this club. We've got, we've got a mishmash of players who just don't belong together. We've got like four or five managers, maybe even more team all playing together. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. We won the lot team, but three number 10s. So there needs to be a proper strategic plan of what type of player. And he's got to be the right character as well. He's got to be up for the fight. And, you might, you know, we might sign players and you go, what the fucking hell have they signed him for? But I bet you they've done the due diligence and sat down with him. And he's the right character, like David Moyes used to do. He's the right character yeah. to play for Everton. Yeah. We haven't got no characters in this team. We've got players who accept that they're not good enough and accept that we're going to lose. And we're not. it's not acceptable anymore. You always should go into every single game thinking you're going to win. Especially and the the fans need a different mindset as well. We're great and we stuck by them as well, but we just got to huff your chest out even more than what we're doing now and say we're having a football club. The man, the best, and just live up to your motto. No satisfaction, the optimum. Nothing yeah. but the best is good enough. And it's about time. Yeah, you're spot on me, yeah. You, you know, we couldn't have put it, literally couldn't have put it better myself. Uh, um, what is it? Our standard is our motto or our motto is our standard, one of them two. Our motto is yeah. our standards, yeah. yeah. And it's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be. Because um, you've got away with it again. You've got away with recruitment's, it again. Recruitment's a huge one, though. Massive. I mean, you can strip back everything and, you know, we get the right board members in place. If you're signing the wrong players, which Everton have done for years now, you're just going to end Seven up... Seven years we've been signing the wrong players. You're just going to end up back where we are again. It's not good yeah. enough. You need to sit down with these players and go, listen, these fans are great. But well, if you get on your back, you're gonna feel it. Can you can you deal with that? And you say, yeah, I can deal with it. So look at Tarkovsky. He looks like he can deal with it. Yeah. He looks like he could deal with with forty thousand people calling him a knobhead. Just batter off. Yeah, Need yeah. players like him. Men. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know you're not supposed to say that in this day and age, but yeah. Well, they it are. is a man's game. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Yeah. What else are they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, that's exactly what you're right, me. Yeah, you know, you look at the players that we signed under the Davy Moyes, and you got Phil Neville walks into the team, give me that band, give me that captain's armband. You know, Graveson, Carsley, and P- these weren't great footballers. They weren't. Oh, Davy Weir, Alan Stubbs, Davey Tony Abbey, you know, Unsworth, Carsley, Graveson, Arteta, yeah. even. Arteta. He, was a, he was a foreigner coming in and he was just. Looks like he wanted Doggard. to kill everyone. Kale was the epitome of it. Duncan Marcus Ferguson. Bent, uh, you, you, you name it, they were all willing to die for that badge on that day. You are not if you if you want to beat us, you're gonna to have to work really hard for it. And it's not yeah. hard to beat Everton at the moment, and we need to get back to that. Too nice. Yeah. Yeah. Too nice. There's no grit. There just hasn't been any like proper what well, I remember I remember growing up and you you two probably remember it. There's no there's no real grit. There's no toughness. Well, there's a banner, Jake, just... fight like your fans. Yeah. And that makes complete sense. Fight like your fans. We're a yeah. working class, blue collar, you call it, over there. Working class, with all we want to do, we go to work all week, it's stressful, and our release is going to match, and we want to see our team put some effort in and get, show a bit of grit. And if you get beat, you get beat, but at least you've tried. But for too many years now, we've watched this team, and you can't actually say they haven't tried. Yeah. And we no. need to get away from that now. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm 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 uh, I'm doing my best William Wallace impression here, but it's just it's just <laughs> annoying. I just don't want to be back here again. No, I mean, we can't, mate. We genuinely can't because we won't no. give. We just give up. 
you won't see. I'll be truthfully honest. I don't think you'll see scenes like that again. I think if you will, though, I, I, I disagree with you there. I'm sorry to interrupt. You will because we say we can't do another allegation battle. I've said the same, but you will. Yeah, probably because will, we don't if you have year. to. You can't. The only other choice you've got is to walk away from it. And can you walk away from it? No. Can you walk away from it? No. So we will be, but I and I understand the sentiment. We don't want to be, and we won't because how much more have we got in us? But at the end of the day, they're all the the bastards, but there are bastards, aren't they? They're horrible, aren't they? Yeah, Everton, aren't we? That's it. Horrible, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I, listen, I'd, I'd take a horrible Everton team. I'm not bothered about Everton playing. Obviously, I, I'm, when I say I'm not bothered, I, I am bothered. Give me a couple of years of without the flashy football, without the playing from the back, without without trying the tiki-taka stuff that Man City just used to walk through you. Give me a, a tough Everton team. It's like three passes, balls in the net. I'm not asked. I'm not asked what Everton play like. I'm asked about the desire and the passion. As good, we, we've all seen Goodison at his bare pit best. Now we need to see the team, the team at its bare pit best. Backs so against the wall. Goodison, Goodison needs to be that place again where you go to the match and go, yeah. we are not going to get beat here. doesn't matter who yeah. we're playing. We're not going yeah. to. Now we're going to the match like, hell, I hope we win. That's why I'm going to match going. Yeah. I hope we get a win here. Against Bournemouth. Yeah. No offence to Bournemouth. I'm like, I don't know. Might get beat here. Shouldn't be going into matches thinking that. Mentality shift of everybody needs to change now. Yeah, 100%. Losing's infectious, isn't it? Like, like you, start, you start that losing streak, then you, you just... It, it bleeds right through you. But as you said, Paul, winning is also monstrously infectious. You used to say Everton can't go... Like, with the, if we do all what we said, the right recruitment, blah, blah, blah. Everton can't go and start the season six, seven games unbeaten. Why can't we? Other teams have done it. Why can't we? Well, it's not like we've got European football to like for these players to be knackered all the time. No, they put hundred percent, hundred and fifty percent effort in against Bournemouth. They've come. They've got nothing left. You've got players collapsing because they're that tired. So why can't they do that every week? Because they're yeah. not like they're not fighting on all fronts for all trophies, and that was shite. So just give us that for now. That'll do for me. That'll do for me. Yeah. Like yeah, it'll do for me. Yeah. I think that was well under David Moyes. I think that's why we should take care of that Moyes era. It was, you'd go into the ground and you'd play like Man United and you'd think we'd beat these. You, had that, you always had that like mad feeling in your stomach of, this is one of them nights that we'll beat these. And I, I think that's gone as well. You know, like yeah. the Duncan Ferguson night, the, uh, when Fellaini scored and had a world of a game. You just had that feeling in your stomach of, these won't want to come here. And I think that's, as Paul rightly said, that's gone. But also as well, when we used to, if if a team comes to Goodison and beat you, very rarely did you walk out the ground and go, Everton are this, Everton are that. You'd sort of walk out and go, they're good, they're Marty. Yeah. You know, like you'd walk out and go, that Chelsea Mourinho team. Like City the other week, it was just like, yeah, they're that good. Sometimes you just got to accept that they're that good. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think, listen, we're going to have a summit. We're going to sort of regroup as a podcast as a football club we're going to come back a lot stronger taller chest puffed out I think all of us 
we, we a lot get a bit of colour because of all our all our faces are white. Because oh, yeah. sat... I'm, I'm like fucking Casper at the moment. Like, well, which you've been indoors, I haven't been behind blind. Well, like, I've been indoors because it's like it's baking outside, and I, I I haven't been out. So I'm just done in basically. Like, <laughs> it gone. is, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's just drains you, doesn't it? So, yeah. um, but yeah, listen, we'll, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back in the summer. We will be back. Jake, um, I just want to say thanks for this season, mate. I know it's been horrible. <laughs> it's been not what you wanted and you joined. Um, but you knew what you were getting into. You were coming on to an yeah. Everton podcast, not a Manchester <laughs> City one. <laughs> um, but no, listen, I appreciate everything you do, mate. You, you know, you're on the other side of the world and you're finishing work, you're jumping straight on. You're getting to talk about Everton and just everything me so yeah a massive thank you from from me like yeah no massive thank you from me as well it must the time difference is a bit of a ball like, like but we get there don't we so it's always nice well, to get someone else's point of view on everything like yeah appreciate it. thanks for having me anyway and uh, hopefully next season it's less doom and gloom and more skies are grey yeah <laughs> I think yeah. Grace, I'll take grey skies over doom and gloom yeah, definitely. Right. 100%. Well, um, win the yeah, league so... next season, lads. Win the league. Win the league. <laughs> Champions League. Newcastle can do it. Yeah. Um, but me and Paul, Paul, we'll be at the process tomorrow. So if anyone's listening, you know, listen, by all means, come over. If you want to sort of ask us anything or even just talk to us or whatever. Yeah. You know, come over, give us a little bit of a, a chat. It'd be great to see a few Evertonians there tomorrow all pulling in the same direction again but Jake enjoy your summer mate if any mm-hmm. news big any news breaks you know we, we'll we'll get jump on Um Paul, breaks in mid, middle of the night for you guys as well I can always just jump on and record myself yeah, yeah of course yeah. definitely yeah so Paul I'll, uh, I'll see you tomorrow or yeah, today mate. sorry yeah. And um, no for the last time this season, anyway, up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.